Wondery Plus subscribers can listen to the CBS Evening News ad-free right now. Join Wondery Plus in the Wondery app or on Apple Podcasts. This spring, if you'd rather spend time enjoying your lawn instead of trying to keep it alive, there's good news. True Green is the easiest and most affordable way to get a beautiful lawn. All you have to do is water and mow, and they'll do the rest. Weed control, fertilization, aeration, and even some things you might not even think of. They'll do all of it, while you can do literally anything else. With True Green, you can have your lawn looking as good as a putting green. That's not hyperbole. True Green is the official lawn care treatment provider of the PGA Tour. True Green offers a satisfaction guarantee, and they have a verified best price promise, which guarantees you the lowest price with no compromise on quality. You do you. Let True Green do your lawn care. Visit TrueGreen.com to get the best lawn at the best price with the best people guaranteed. Angie's list is now Angie, and we've heard a lot of theories about why. I thought it was an eco-move. Fewer words, less paper. No, it was so you could say it faster. No, it's to be more iconic. Must be a tech thing. But those aren't quite right. It's because now you can compare upfront prices, book a service instantly, and even get your project handled from start to finish. Sounds easy. It is. And it makes us so much more than just a list. Get started at Angie.com. That's A-N-G-I. Or download the app today. Tonight, the new and disturbing details about Uvalde's police failure. That even as nearly 400 officers, local, state, and federal, responded to that day, those inside did not confront the gunmen as 19 students and two teachers lie dying in their classrooms. The scathing report that found systemic failures and egregious decision-making. As we see body camera footage from the first responders, tonight the families react. We shouldn't have had to have 21 funerals. We should have been having a parade for the fallen heroes that took care of our babies. Plus the disturbing details about the shooter's childhood deadly weekend of gun violence at least 14 people killed and 56 injured after more than a dozen mass shootings across america including in indiana where a heroic citizen stopped a deadly shooting inside a shopping mall europe's record heat britain and france face historic temperatures wildfires in spain in england they're painting the railroads white for fear they'll buckle as schools and offices close in a country largely without air conditioning Plus, back here at home, our forecast is tens of millions of Americans prepare for triple-digit heat. Secret Service texts, the latest on those missing messages from January 5th and 6th that could be turned over to Congress as early as tomorrow. Plus, the ultimate wedding crasher in Hawaii. And a gardener with a green thumb and a big heart, helping young men grow. This is the CBS Evening News with Nora O'Donnell, reporting from the nation's capital. Good evening and thank you for joining us as we start a new week together. We want to begin tonight in Uvalde, Texas, with the first comprehensive assessment of the law enforcement response to the massacre at Robb Elementary School that killed 19 students and two teachers. The 77-page report details the 77 minutes of what's referred to as a lackadaisical approach, and it places blame on the entirety of law enforcement who responded to the shooting. Nearly 400 officers were on the scene. And for the first time, we are getting a look at the disturbing body cam videos. According to the report, officers rushed to the school, but inexplicably waited for more than an hour before confronting the gunman. The report also has alarming new details about the shooter, saying he was a dropout 
who had developed a fascination with school shootings, of which he made no secret. We have a lot to get to tonight, and CBS's Lilia Luciano will start us off from Uvalde. Good evening, Lilia. Good evening to you, Nora. That report concluded that law enforcement prioritized their safety over the lives of innocent victims. And tonight we're hearing from the two agencies that had the largest number of officers and agents present. That's Customs and Border Protection and the Texas Department of Public Safety, both saying that they have launched internal investigations into the response. Am I bleeding? Am I bleeding? Am I bleeding? Am I bleeding? Oh, bleeding. Oh, that's my wife's classroom. He's, he's already in the classroom. He got me, right? Within four minutes of police entering Rob Elementary School, one officer alerts others the shooter is in his wife's classroom. Dude, we gotta get in there. Yeah. The we gotta get in there. He skips me. Body cam footage from Uvalde police officers evidenced the confusion and chaos in the hallways of Rob Elementary. Other officers say he's in an office. He believe he's uh, barricaded in one of the uh, one of the offices. I messed up. They're still shooting. Hey, we're going in. We're staying here. What are we doing? Active shooter training instructs officers to immediately breach and stop the threat. Hey, hold on, hold on, hold on. Instead, school police chief Pete Arredondo and other officers, believing it was a barricaded situation, are heard trying to negotiate with the gunman. Sir. Let me know if there's any kids in there or anything. This could be peaceful. Could you tell me your name? Anything I can help, please? I couldn't hear you, brother. When Border Patrol's tactical unit shows up, Chief Arredondo is heard trying to hold them back. Tell them to wait. No Don't way. shoot. No, no one comes in. Do me a favor. Yes, sir. Inside the classroom, children continue to call 911. Nikki and Brett Cross lost their beloved 10-year-old, Uzziah Garcia, and don't understand why the police thought the gunman was holed up in an office. It is in the middle of the school day. He's in a classroom. Like, where did you think the kids were? Exactly. It makes no sense to us. It's just failure after failure after failure after failure. And those failures costed our son his life. That we shouldn't have had to have 21 funerals. We should have been having a parade for the fallen heroes that took care of our babies. And Lilia Luciano is back with us from Uvalde. So, Lilia, I am reading from this report about the gunman's past of wild threats and that he earned the nickname school shooter from those he played online games with and that he was called it so often that it, quote, became a running joke. Nora, that is a lesson to us all. It is no joke when those alarms go up. We also learned from family members that they told, or, or from investigators that the family members told them the shooter had attended the fourth grade in that very classroom and that he had been bullied in the fourth grade. So he might have been targeting his own classroom. Lilia Luciano, thank you.
Well, there seems to be no place in America that's safe from the scourge of gun violence that's infected every aspect of our lives. And this weekend was no different. In just two days, there were 16 mass shootings across the country that killed at least 14 people and injured 56 others. That includes a deadly shooting at a shopping mall in Greenwood, Indiana. Russ McQuaid of our CBS affiliate WDTV is there. The mall was just about to close when a 20-year-old man armed with a pistol and a rifle opened fire, killing three people, including a married couple, having dinner. Three more ambulances. Police say the suspected gunman, Jonathan Sapirman, had multiple magazines and at least 100 rounds of ammunition. He'd spent over an hour in the men's room, dropped his cell phone in a toilet, then came out firing. Gunshots started ringing out, probably about 20 of them, and everybody just started stampeding. Police say the shooting was over in barely two minutes because 22-year-old Elijah Dickin, who had been shopping with his girlfriend, fired his own 9mm pistol 10 times, killing the gunman. His actions were nothing short of heroic. Um, he engaged the gunman from quite a distance with a handgun. He was also motioning for people to exit behind him. Police say they found in the men's room another rifle and more ammunition in a backpack. Overnight, a raid on Sapirman's apartment turned up a laptop with a can of flammable butane in the oven, which had been turned on. Although he had a juvenile record, police say his family didn't suspect he could carry out such an attack. They were just as surprised as everyone else was. Two other people were injured ever since July 1st in the state of Indiana. It's been legal to carry a handgun without a permit, as Dickin was doing. Investigators say they are still mystified as to a motive for this shooting, though they say family members told them that the gunman had recently received an eviction notice at his apartment and had quit his job in May. Nora? Russ McQuaid, thank you. Now to Florida, where the final phase of the sentencing trial of Parkland school shooter Nicholas Cruz started today. The jury is deciding between life in prison without the possibility of parole or death by lethal injection. The 23-year-old Cruz pleaded guilty in October to the murders of 14 students and three staff members at Marjorie Stoneman Douglas High School in February of 2018. All right, turning now to what's being called a heat apocalypse in Europe. A heat wave has resulted in more than 1,000 deaths and multiple wildfires with some areas soaring 30 degrees above normal. In the United Kingdom, residents are bracing for what could be Britain's hottest day ever recorded. CBS's Ramey Innocencio is in London. Thick smoke billows as parts of Western Europe burn. Fires sparked by an unprecedented heat wave pushing temperatures to new records. In Spain's Zamora region, residents are fighting with what little water they have. This man drove his digger towards a fire to cut a trench, only to be engulfed in flames. Seconds later, he runs out, his clothes alight. For some, all they can do is watch. These passengers panicked as flames surrounded their train before traveling on safely. More than 1,100 people have died due to the heat in Spain and neighboring Portugal, where temperatures soared to 117 degrees over the weekend. In southwest France, where record temperatures hit, fires are out of control, burning at least 37,000 acres as more than 30,000 people have been evacuated. The UK started feeling the heat today, 100 degrees near London, where residents took any opportunity to stay cool. While below ground, unlucky commuters sweltered. Here 
in the London Underground. It's about 32 degrees Celsius, so that's about 90 degrees Fahrenheit. This system is only about half air conditioned, and it makes for a very stifling rush hour. The heat snarled transport, melting a runway at a London airport and forcing it to close for repairs, while train tracks were painted white to stop them from buckling. The extreme weather, a sign of what's to come. It is definitely a result of climate change, because if you look at the history, it's never been this hot before. I think the world's going to burn and probably disintegrate in probably 20 years. And it's still about 80 degrees out, and overnight temperatures aren't expected to fall that much further, which means it won't give people that much of a chance to cool off. As for tomorrow, Nora, the forecast is that it's going to be even hotter. Ramey and Asensio, thank you. Well, back here at home, more than 50 million Americans today face temperatures topping 100 degrees from North Dakota to Louisiana. And in the Northeast, heavy rains caused flash flooding in Patterson, New Jersey, stranding cars and causing havoc during the evening commute. For the forecast, both in the U.S. and Europe, let's bring in meteorologist Mike Bettis from our partners at the Weather Channel. Good evening, Mike. And Nora, good evening to you. Yes, intense heat across Europe, and it's not letting up anytime soon. You take a look at the pattern, anomalously ridging across the continent. So what that means is warm southerly air rolls in here. Spain, France, Italy, the UK. Some of these temperatures could eclipse all-time record highs. We'll do 105 in Paris tomorrow, 101 in London, less than a degree away from the all-time record high in the UK. All these dry, hot conditions also fueling massive wildfires continent-wide. That pattern can be traced back to United States as well. Dominant high pressure, jet stream well to the north. Look at the numbers. 110 in Oklahoma City tomorrow, 110 in Dallas. Excessive heat warnings in effect. And a pattern, Nora, that for the rest of the week remains in place and expands, not just the middle of the country, but all the way to New England and the eastern seaboard. Just incredible to look at. Mike Bettis, thank you. Well, back here in Washington, jury selection is underway in the criminal trial of Steve Bannon, a former advisor to then-President Donald Trump. Bannon is charged with two counts of criminal contempt of Congress for refusing to comply with a subpoena from the January 6th committee. We get more now from CBS's Nicole Killian. Hey, good guys. Thanks for showing up. Steve Bannon waved to the cameras entering federal court Monday. Inside, the former White House strategist sat mostly masked with his hands clasped during jury selection. The former Trump adviser faces two counts of contempt of Congress, each carrying a penalty of up to a year in jail after defying a subpoena from the January 6th committee. It's nothing but a show trial. Committee members say they're still open to hearing from Bannon, who recently offered to testify. If he wants to give us his information, we're eager to get it. Of interest to the committee are two phone calls Bannon had with former President Trump on January 5th when he offered this warning. All hell is going to break loose. In a primetime hearing Thursday, the panel will focus on the 187 minutes of the Capitol siege, describing the former president's inaction as a dereliction of duty. It has also subpoenaed records from the Secret Service after the agency acknowledged some text messages from January 5th and 6th may have been deleted. It's you know hard to believe that you would go forward in a transition, you do a factory reset of, of the phones of agents and not back up the data. I mean, that, who does that? A watchdog group said the agency likely broke the law by deleting the text. What is pretty rare is that government records that are within the nexus of a congressional investigation go missing. 
The Secret Service says it has been cooperating with the Select Committee since last year. Agency officials tell CBS News it will comply with this latest subpoena and turn over the requested data as soon as tomorrow. Nora? Interesting if we learn something, Nicole Kelly, and thank you. And CBS News will have full coverage of Thursday night's primetime January 6th hearing that's starting at 8 p.m. Eastern time, and we hope that you will join us. A West Virginia judge today blocked that state from enforcing its 150-year-old abortion ban. It's the latest court battle playing out across the country since the Supreme Court overturned Roe v. Wade, including in Florida, where a 15-week ban was allowed to take effect while on appeal. Here's CBS's Manuel Bohorkas. Dr. Samantha Deans of Planned Parenthood says their facilities took in as many women seeking abortions as they could before Florida's 15-week ban on the procedure went into effect this month. We, you know, had to increase our staffing. We had to increase our appointments. The law was briefly blocked by a judge but reinstated when the state appealed, adding to the confusion. Our patients equally have been confused and you know, devastated and struggling and uh, panicked. So you had to turn women away? Absolutely. What are those conversations like? Um, those are some of the hardest conversations that I have to have with patients. Still, Florida's abortion law is less restrictive than those in neighboring states, meaning many women from out of state come here. Florida is on track to surpass last year's total of out-of-state abortions, nearly 4,900. Florida is uh, turning into an abortion destination uh, state here in the South. Andrew Shervel is founder of Florida Voice for the Unborn. We need a uh, total ban on abortions here. Shervel is calling on Republican Governor Ron DeSantis to convene a special legislative session to further restrict access. But after signing the 15-week ban into law in April, the governor has yet to provide specifics on what additional restrictions he'd support. It's fueling speculation that it's a political tight spot as he seeks re-election this year and eyes a potential run for president in 2024. I'm 100% confident that Florida will uh, enact further abortion um, restrictions or bans. How far we go, though, is really up to the governor. The governor has said he is confident the new law will survive the legal challenges. As it stands now, Florida has the third highest abortion rate among the states. Nora? Manny Bohorquez, thank you. Do you ever wonder where all your money went, like every single time you look at your bank account? Honestly, it's probably all those subscriptions. I felt that way too, until I got Rocket Money. Rocket Money helped me see all the subscriptions I'm paying for, and it was eye-opening. Between streaming services, fitness apps, delivery services, it all adds up so quickly. Rocket Money is a personal finance app that finds and cancels your unwanted subscriptions, monitors your spending, and helps lower your bills. Rocket Money has over 5 million users and has helped save its members an average of $720 a year with over 500 million in canceled subscriptions. Stop wasting money on things you don't use. Cancel your unwanted subscriptions by going to rocketmoney.com slash Wondery. That's rocketmoney.com slash Wondery. Rocketmoney.com slash Wondery. 
Tonight, a New York City firefighter is recovering after getting pinned underneath an SUV that drove on top of another vehicle. Ryan Warnock was trying to rescue passengers when the driver hit the gas, causing this SUV to fall on top of him. And this happened on Sunday, just days after Warnock took part in another heroic rescue effort after that boat capsized in the Hudson River. When it comes to planting teenagers on the right path of success, CBS's Mark Strassman found a mentor in Charlotte where his essential tools are a green thumb and a big heart. It's all about attitude. Let's just Even in 97-degree heat, hope flourishes in this quarter-acre organic garden. When you take it home, share it with your family. It can Reggie Singleton, a 60-year-old master gardener, founded the Mail's Place in 2009. He teaches a couple dozen mostly teenagers life lessons about getting in the dirt and working up a sweat. We're not a soft program. What kind of values can you learn? Sowing and reaping. Sowing and reaping. Sowing and reaping. Gardening involves nutrients and fertilizer, patience and commitment. It's not always uh, sunshine and rainbows. Plants definitely take time to grow. It doesn't happen overnight. Fruits and vegetables they reap they sell at this farmer's market and replant profits in the program. You should expect a bounty harvest, uh, especially when you cultivate it and take care of it on a regular basis. What are you really growing here? We're growing men. The real bumper crop is the boys themselves. Absolutely. These sweet potatoes, why not? To bear fruit, that weed is not going to hoe itself. These are the okra plants right here. Mark Strassman, CBS News, Charlotte. It's a really great idea. Finally tonight, talk about wedding crashers. The giant waves that hit the Hawaiian Islands over the weekend smashed over a wall just as Dylan and Riley Murphy's wedding reception was getting underway. Turns out the cake survived the blast of ocean water, but not the dance floor. But that didn't stop the party. We're told the newlyweds had a great time. And that is tonight's CBS Evening News. I'm Nora O'Donnell. Good night. If you like the CBS Evening News, you can listen early and ad-free right now by joining Wondery Plus in the Wondery app or on Apple Podcasts. Prime members can listen ad-free on Amazon Music. Before you go, tell us about yourself by filling out a short survey at Wondery.com survey. One, two, three, four. Those are numbers, but you already knew that. If you want to know what number you're going to pay each month for your car, Use Kelly Blue Book My Wallet on AutoTrader. They're really good at numbers. AutoTrader.